So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today we're here with Letitia Rob. You know, we're going to talk to our sister here. I, I viewed her YouTube channel. She has some videos that she was in uh, Burkina Faso, um, but she is uh, in location right now. She, I'll let her tell her you where she's at right now, and we can ask her questions about that. But Letitia, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. I, I'm really honored to be here and to be able to have a opportunity to share my story. Uh, let's see, my computer. Okay, sorry about that. I'm glad for the opportunity to be able to have to share my story. Well, let, let's let's get into it. So, Letitia, what's your story? I mean, like, uh, where where were you born, and, and and what's your story? Well, I was born in in San Jose, California. Uh, my story is pretty long. My life is like a trilogy, so. Um, I like to say that because I've done so many things in my life. I, I look pretty young, but um, I'm in my 40s. I'll be 42 this year, so um, there's a lot of living that happened. Uh, I'm, I'm an author. I've written four books and published four books. Three of them are self-published. One of them is published through Balboa Press. Um, I'm on Amazon and I'm on Barnes & Noble with the books. I'm also a realtor real estate broker and I'm just an all-around businesswoman. I own a boutique here in Puerto Rico. That's where I currently am because I'm transitioning um, my life from living on the island to Burkina. So I've I left the United States um, in February of 2019. So I've been you know out off the mainland for two years already, you know, basically getting myself de-Americanized so to speak and figuring out where in Africa to go. So in that two years, I figured it out. And here I am on the way there. And this is my journey. Okay, so what made you leave the um, the mainland? What made you say, you know what? All right, I didn't had it. What was it? Well, <laughs> um, I, live in, I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia. So but I'm from San Jose, California. So I grew up pretty liberal. I grew up very, you know, open. We were the first people to start recycling in the eighties, all that type of stuff, kind of, kind of fast. Then I moved to the South because I used to be in the military. So um, I was an activist. I was on the ground. I was trying to make things happen for the community. And I just saw an, an uphill battle that I was, felt like I was fighting alone or just with a few people. Um, I'm, I was single. I had some children and uh, and parents who uh, my father, who's, his health wasn't that great. And um, it, I just felt like the United States wasn't a place for me to thrive. Um, I felt like turning 40. I felt like, you know, I don't think I could be able to I, I'll be able to do this another 40 years. Um, so I was looking for a place to go. I really wanted to go to Africa at that time, but I didn't know where to go and where to take my whole family on such a, a journey, such an adventure, without actually being there, knowing where we're gonna go. So um, I'd already been to Puerto Rico a few times and understood that it was still a United States territory, but it wasn't like the mainland. So um, I, I thought here would be a good place to start, be a, a pit stop. It always had been a pit stop in my mind, but something quick that we can get to that I could trust that, you know, we can get back and forth to the United States, you know, to the mainland if we needed to. Um, they've got Veterans Hospital here. So my father, he had state-of-the-art treatment for, 
for when he was um, going through his his brain tumor. So yeah, I, I, I thought about Puerto Rico because it was close enough but far away enough. All right, so I'm curious about that uphill battle. Could you describe that uphill battle you say you were dealing with? I mean, you know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in, in, the, in the activist game. You know, you got people pulling up to places and trying to get their little, you know, uh, photo ops. But actually, when it was time to do something, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was that, that it was enough of us. We didn't have the correct amount of unity, you know, and the correct amount of people that were really trying to get our to further the black agenda, to further, you know, t- telling our story or even you know, getting justice for our communities. Um, I was a part of Black Lives Matter before it was really, before anybody knew what it was, before 2015. Um, It was a hashtag at that time. There was a lot of controversy about what was going on with Black Lives Matter. Um, You know, I was, I had started something called The Raw Onion, which was a real raw conversation, peeling back the layers of our collective experiences as a community. So we could fix ourselves first from the inside before we could ask anybody to do something for us. We had to, you know, expose our own laundry and within our own selves, fix our issues such as colorism within our community, the brown paper bag. You know, I was basically pulling things out, trying to get get this ball rolling that, you know, now I see people are probably trying to, but I, I got burnt out. Well, you mentioned you mentioned colorism. And um, you've been to Burkina Faso, and what other African countries you've been to? I've just been to Burkina. I've, I've been to Morocco, but I wouldn't consider that an African yeah, country. Yeah, no, no, that's not. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, you know I'm, I'm with you. That's, 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 that's Arabs. Um, right. Okay, Burkina Faso. So the people in Burkina Faso look like, I mean, skin tone. They look mostly like you? Yes, yes. There are some um, lighter skin and darker skin than me. You know, but everyone, is, for the most part, is um, dark, dark skin. Okay, and then when you looked up and you looked at all the advertisement, was most of the advertisement with people that look look like you? Yeah, and for the most part, there is not much advertisement. There, there, it's not exploited in Burkina, like it is in a lot of places. Mm. So, so would it be safe to say that? Going to Burkina Faso versus in America with colorism, per se, it would be more of a healing aspect if you just go to the continent and see people that look like you. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you that in all of the 41 years of my life, I've never felt so much love for just being myself. Mm hmm. It, it's like I, I was telling somebody, they asked me, like, what do you think about the people? You know, like, how do you feel? I said, it's like somebody send a memo around and said, when when American black people come back, make sure that you're nice to them. Like everybody smiles. And, you know, of course they didn't do that, but everybody smiles. You can just feel the genuine love, even though there's language barrier, even though they they love you. Everyone does. There's no, I feel no, no hate. I felt all love, inclusiveness, community. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, that that was my experience. Like I said, when I first went, I went to um, Ethiopia the very first time I went, and um, I had the same experience. And I, I mean, I was treated so nice. And even just when I went to that 
uh, I rode Ethiopian Airlines and just the way that I was treated there, I was like, man, they treating they treating us nice. You know, this is this, and it, you felt they were real genuine about it. And even on the airline, how they were treating us, you know, it's totally different. You know, and I'm like, then you get there and they they hear you talking, they say, oh. They say welcome home and all that, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I don't have no limit to Ethiopia, but hey, they say we, well, everybody's African here, you know, this is your home and and whole thing with us and all that, and I'm like, I never experienced that type of uh, welcoming ever. Me and when I was there, I really felt like, okay, I belong in this land. Like in America, I don't feel this. No. Was that your experience? Absolutely. So much so that, you know, it started my my process. You know, everybody's like, oh, you just you moved, you moved. I don't know anybody who actually goes and moves the first time they've ever been somewhere, sight unseen, just throw it away, just like right. I'm gonna come in. You know, I need to come see first. So, you know, right. so I went and spent enough time to make sure that this is what I wanna do. Make sure I talk to everybody I need to talk to, go see what I need to see to make sure. But from doing so, from being loved the way I was loved, from understanding that I have no resistance. It's like being black, you gotta work you know, twice as hard to get half. You know, in America, over in Burkina, I feel like I have this relationship with my brothers and sisters that will they will help me. They will we will work together to get to where we're gonna where we both all need to get to versus you know someone pushing me down or crabbing the barrel me trying to get you know they they we want they want to work together. So I feel like my efforts, just my existence would be much more smooth at home. Yeah, I mean, so it's like some of the things people argue about, like you say, you mentioned we were talking about earlier, colorism they argue about. And I'm like, just go to the continent. There's no such thing as colorism. I mean, really not. I'm not saying they ain't got people that could be on there with time somewhere else, but for most part, everybody looks like us, right? They, they uh, that's, that's right. That's even, right. you know, it's so many different isms that we deal with that you just don't experience over there, right? And it's like, that's why for me, I was so angry when COVID hit. Because I had two trips lined up in 2020. You know, I had South Africa and I had Kenya. And I was going to hit Uganda, too. And I was just so mad because literally I said, okay, the continent is my mental health break. I understood it. You know, because I went in 2018 to Ethiopia. Then I went 2019 to Kenya. So I said, I need to come to the continent at least once a year. Yes. Of this wickedness of America. Then I can go back and deal with it. You know what I'm saying? You better than me because, you know, Puerto Rico was my mental health break. I'm um, mm-hmm. living by the beach, you know, just getting, yeah, looking outside and not having the same energy, it, like literal frequencies different here. So, um, but yes, I do feel you about, you know, having that, that mental break, you know, and there's no, none of the isms. It's not American colonized. You don't have the, you know, I think one of the main things that we don't we don't have here is um, the sense of community, like community and hospitality are main morals and values of, of Africans on 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 the uh, motherland. And we don't have that here. So I think that the other, you know, just because we try to get money first and survive because of the way that society is set up, we you know, we have these isms to classify ourselves. 
Yeah, and we had all of that. I would say black Southern culture is the closest thing to African culture. Um, I will say that. But what happened to us was after the civil rights movement and desegregation happened, and now we can all go eat with Massa and all the things that we want to do with Massa now, we took on a lot of his ways. And you know, I believe once we took on a lot of his ways, we walked away from our benefits. You know, we, we started mimicking him with his lack of morality. Uh, it just took us down, literally. It's where you even see us at today. We're like, we're not even where we were prior to some rights movement. You know, families together, uh, the morality that we had, um, etc. So I believe in order for us to get right, we need to go to the continent just to get reset. I agree. I agree. And Burkina is, is working really hard to even have programs available and, you know, to receive us, you know, into the villages, the, the chiefs, they've get, getting them all on board. There's 60 different tribes. You know, basically, when you come home, your idea should be, I want to integrate with my roots. Your idea should be, I want to find out who I am, where, where I come from, where my people come from. You know, not just to go over there and to, you know, want to escape. You know, it's like you want to you want to really integrate with your roots. And Burkina's doing a really good job through the Bow Foundation to open up, you know, tribal life and the villages and you know experiences, so you can really understand. You know, get 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 closer to your roots. Okay, so, so you you, you kind of sound like like um, our brother Dinah Samir. That's what he likes to do. He likes to get con- you know connected with the villages. And um, shout out to my brother. He may he rest in power. Amin Ra. Um, he always talks about modern Africa, and modern Africa is more my speed because of business and because I just I just like what I'm seeing in modern Africa. And how they're really growing by leaps and bounds, and how they just they coming up, you know, whether people sleep on them or not. You know, shout out to my brothers in the village, but this 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 young population that you have on the continent, um, we have uh, three people on the continent right now that work for us, and um, they have so so much talent on the African continent. I mean, are you starting a business over there, or do you have one going? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, yes, I mean, I'm not saying don't do the modern things. I'm saying just know where the roots be, have, have a connection or, you know, have a relationship. It's important, yes. But I, I'm a, I do real estate. Um, I also um, do um, commercial business. So, like, Basically, the infrastructure issues that are going on, I can help with, and I'm working on some things I can't really disclose right now because of our yeah. agreements. But yeah. we, but we were, I, I do major, major, major business. Yes, and that's that's another yeah. reason why I see opportunity in Burkina because of the things that I do and the the players that I can bring to the table. You know, this is the right situation, current condition that this country's you know, could use some assistance, some of our assistance. And, and one thing that, that some, and I always try to tell black Americans that's in business, you're going to win over there on one, the biggest thing you're going to win on is labor there. Absolutely. I, I, well, that's the main, that is a, a big thing. Um, 
I, everybody I saw in Burkina was working. Um, you know, so not only be, are you going to win on labor as far as the prices which that you're used to, but you're also going to win when it comes to consistency. Um, I see there everybody's working every day on time. I mean, they were it was it was pretty pretty good to see. It was beautiful to see because you know they try to you know make you believe anything, but when you go and actually see with your eyes, you know what's going on. Most people in Burkina are um, entrepreneurs. Yeah, because so, you look at the, the amount of money you have to pay somebody in the state to, to, I mean, to pay them, you know, decent money, you can get sometimes two or more workers for that one person's salary here, and they'll be actually paid good by you. That's true. That's very true. And at the same time, I'm working on things like, um, you know, education and vo vocational and trade programs. So that at the t at the same time that you're bringing the country up or bringing up the infrastructure, bringing up uh, you know the the electricity, bringing up all of the the roads, whatever, you're going to need a workforce. You're going to need personnel to to man these positions that you're you're fixing. So um, at the same time that you're putting in infrastructure of this magnitude, you also put in education avenues so that you can support uh the the industries with the people that are there you know you can train them for the next level basically yes ma'am um so let me ask you a question you, you your family back in in america when you start doing the traveling what was the response to that um i've been traveling the world for a while so i, I don't think that they figured you know anything major until I decided I was going to actually move to Africa then it was more like oh well I'm not surprised because it's you type thing um, most of my friends and family that know me know that you know this sounds like something I would do because only I would do something like this <laughs> yeah, because, because I noticed that like if you let's say you want to move to London or move to Philippines or wherever right most people say oh okay but the moment you talk about you know going to the continent, even if you're gonna go back and forth, you're like, you gonna to go to Africa? Like, yeah. Why are you having a big deal about that? You didn't have a big deal when I said London, right? I I think yeah. You, I think the the response is more wow, and you know I never would have thought that than you know for myself. You know, I mean, you know, if you say you're moving to London or Paris or something like that, you know, obviously it has to do with a job or some money or something of that nature, you know, so it makes sense, you know, I guess. But when, when you say you're going home because it's good for my mental health, I'm going home because it's good for my, my the roots of my legacy, you know, when you have bigger, you know, reasons other than financial or what people can conceive yeah that's when it's a wow so let's let's look at all this stuff you i know you watched all the things that happened in the capital uh last week correct mm, yeah i saw it I, I was in burkina at the time and i was mad that people were calling me texting me talking about do you see what's going on over here and i was across the atlantic doing me having a good old time so, so let me ask you a question. Where, where, where you think, where you think this, uh, this place is going? What, what you, what you seeing and hearing all that? Well, you know, I read the Bible, so the Bible told me where it's really going. Um, but 
and that's another part of the reason I got up out of there too, because it says in there somewhere to flee, especially when you find out what the new Babylon is. But you know, if you don't, you know, believe in that or not, um, it's going to hell in a handbasket pretty fast. I just say like that. Um, I believe that the country is, you know, irre irrevocably broken, like a marriage, you know, that you can't, these people, you know, these people that are going to the Capitol and doing these different things are so off. I mean, there, there's no, there's no common ground with the people that wouldn't do something like that. So it's going to come to a head and it's bubbling to that point. Um, but I don't see this country being, um, getting better before it gets worse. I'll say that. Yeah, um, you know, like for me, I, I've told people for like, oh, I think starting in 2018, the first time I went, I said, listen, you know, you guys, first thing you need to do is get your passport, right? And I preached that message. Oh, and I, I that message was met with so much uh, resistance. You know, well, we ain't gotta go nowhere. We built America, we this and that. Yeah, but you built it, you know, uh, not for yourself though. You built it for a group of people that don't appreciate crap. And you look at them right now, you talk about the Capitol. Yes, our ancestors built that Capitol, but look at what they've done to it. Re as a recent, you know, feces, urine, all kinds of things they did in that Capitol, right? Um, I I'm a firm believer of, I, I believe that we should at least have our passports and at least go and see for ourselves. And I don't think we don't have to say no more than that. You know, now some people may go down the ship and that's fine. Um, but I know black folks, it get too horrible. Now you're ready to move around because they ain't want to go down the ship. Oh, yeah. And and then that's that's the thing with, with black people. I mean, they don't want to hear you till, till it's time. And then when it's time, you know, they want you to help them, you know, and, and you, oh, help me, help me. You know, like I told you to do these things. Exactly. You know, I was giving you. You know, and it, it doesn't hurt. I mean, the hundred and fifty dollars it costs for a passport. Not many people spent that on shoes and wasted it on things that don't matter. Weed um, in the Okay. On a uh, or, or, or don't or don't have a, a birth certificate. Don't know how to go down to the, the 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 register, you know, and figure out how to get your own birth certificate just so you could get your passport. Just the simple things. You know, it's like if you're not trying to put that much energy into helping yourself, how can I help you on the other side? You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. That's is, and that's exactly what happened. You be chilling over there. You know, like I said I got my things I'm working on in Nairobi, and you know, so I said I'm chilling in Kenya somewhere, and they were like, "Man, Phil, what's up going on over there?" I'm like, "I told you to come, brother." I'm like, like, what? what you, you know. <laughs> So I, I just said that maybe I can get a big enough place and maybe my, maybe my family want to come. You know, I have at least a, little, a few rooms for them, you know, maybe, you know, but uh, yeah, you're right. You better than me. You better than me because I'm out here. I mean, I'm, I'm a female single out here making it happen. And, you know, and I feel like my mama got a room mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and even, even she want her own house. So, you know, I'm just like, I get it, but when you, how much work it takes to actually transition your family from the United States to Africa as of 
female doing it by yourself i don't have too much tolerance or room for you know hey guys y'all could come to especially when i used to live in georgia you know and i used to do the 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 relationship we've already gotten i'm i'm cool i've been living in puerto rico for two years ain't seen nobody you understand what i'm saying so it's like y'all could do you and i could do me like i'm doing me and the, the energy that it's costing me to get here, y'all don't get the boss up on that. Like, no, let me come pull up. It don't work like that. Not, not, not in mine, at least. Not in my, not in my, not in my family or household. Yeah. That. I, 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 def- I definitely hear you. It's, it's just, it's just me just, just being who I am. Like I said, that's, that's usually one of my, my uh, Achilles heels. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm too nice to certain people. You I've know? been, I've been there. Until, until you get the other side of me, then you're going to get that side of just, you don't want to. <laughs> so I'm not even starting it off that way. I figured, you know, if everybody come and, and there's a, some reciprocity, we, we you can get down. That's that's how I'm starting my African content life with the, with some reciprocity, not me just giving, giving, giving. That's over with. Oh yeah. Y'all, 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 y'all done plugged up and sucked it all out already over here on this continent. Yeah, yeah. Sound like you've been through some things. Uh, but but let me let me ask you a question. Um, about Puerto Rico. Well, what's the overall response? You know, you being a, a black woman in Puerto Rico, like how, how are you treated out there? Oh man, I'm treated like a queen, a whole royal queen, a whole goddess. Like, look at how black she is and beautiful she is. Like, that's how they look at me every day. And I'd be like, hola. <laughs> so, so you don't deal, you don't deal with no issues and problems. Everybody's cool. Well, I know it's a, it's a black, it's a, it's a huge black community out there as well. Hey, Grand and them. Yeah, they, I know exactly where they are. It's in Louisa. It, it, and, you know, just like any other place in the United States, that's the poorest part of the, the, the island, the black area. Um, but it's, it's funny because they know that I'm American. They know that I'm not Puerto Rican. There's dark-skinned Puerto Ricans that are darker than me. Mm. And they speak nothing but Spanish. And, you know, but they can tell who's who. So there's an inferiority, I feel, that black Puerto Ricans have to white Puerto Ricans or light, lighter skinned Puerto Ricans. Uh, and, but I don't have that inferiority. I don't walk around that way. So they already know this, you know? So they give me this, this, this other type of energy. You know what I mean? Not the same as they would give the, the natives. Mm. The native blacks. So, well, so what, what would they, like most like a respect deal or, or, or what? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And you know, I drive around in a, you know, Yukon Denali, I'm look, you know, I don't look like I'm not doing nothing with my life. I don't look like I'm a bum. I don't look like none of those things. So I, I guess probably half of the reason they looking at me is like, who is she? You know, what is she, what, what is she? You know, what is she doing? You know, I don't know, but I just have, an air about me that I, I my head is always up so they you know people usually deal with you or get at you the way you show them how they should yep and i and i believe in moving i believe in moving like that no matter where i'm at because um you know but like i said even even if the folks i don't know if the folks ran into you on the continent um because i remember <laughs> Every time it's happened to me twice, them folks spot me on the continent. They know the difference with me versus them real quick. Quickly, uh, they they when they saw me, they were shook. The two times they saw, they looked at me like twice, like like it's all oh, hell. These you know, showing up, <laughs> they know the difference right there. Look, and even even white people, I'll say in America, 
they know who to try oh, yeah. and, who, and who not to. Because I've heard about it, but I, 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 I personally experienced it. You know what I'm saying? And I live in the white neighborhoods, and I've been to the right there, East Cobb, Georgia. And I mean, the whole neighborhood is white, and I'll be outside with my afro. What's good? So oh, they, they know that energy when they see it. I always say that's that old, that's that Black American energy. We 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 are the we have always been labeled throughout the world as the warrior tribe. They, I they, say they, we good in any hood. We good in any hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, when I was in Kibera last time, and and they you had these two um, uh, Mazungu females walking in in um, Kibera like it's a freaking zoo, and I saw them. That pissed me off. That pissed me off. And I just started staring at them. And boy, when they made eye contact with me, they just like, they just like, just start looking and looking at each other. And and, and it, it was so noticeable how they kept just staring at me that uh, African tigers say, why they, kept sta- why they kept looking at you like that? And I said, because they saw they saw me looking at them. They, they knew they knew what was up. I said, no, no, no. It, 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 they just really kept looking at you. Like they were shocked to see you. And I'm like, yeah, they knew who, 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 who it was about. You know, I'm not. I said, I said, no offense. I said, but I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of y'all. They know that. They know. They mm-hmm. know. That's why I say we need to go go to the continent and start, you know, start running these other groups around. You know, all that putting hands on them and and talking to them any kind of way. Oh, you ain't about to do that in front of me. Right. Like, like, t- okay. Tell me what you had told them. Say it again, so I can show you where you got all of us messed up at. You know. Come, come tell us. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's what I mean about even getting in touch with the roots. You know what I'm saying? Because, well, you, you, it's like you're going home. Whenever you go home, you go see what's going on. How you find out what's going on with little Ray Ray, wherever, you know, you get you get the family business, basically. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Go go get the business so we can find out who's doing what to who. And so we could, we could figure it out together. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, now, uh, Letitia, tell people how they could you know, get in contact with you or, or see your YouTube channel. Maybe they got some questions about Puerto Rico and Burkina Faso. How can they get in contact with you? Well, I, I've just started my YouTube channel, but I'm active on Instagram. So if you go to unapologetic underscore apology, that is my Instagram. And in the bio there is the link to my YouTube. It's my name is Queen L on YouTube, but I would suggest going through the Instagram unapologetic underscore apology, clicking that link so you make sure you find me. Um, that's the best way you can keep up with my journey because I spontaneously go live on Instagram. Like right now, I'm actually live on Instagram telling, you know, having this interview, but on Instagram too. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's a thing. And then I'll 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 save my videos. I've been trying to post videos on Twitter, so I have several videos there now. But I'm trying to get my followers up. I'm at 300 and some change. And once I get to a thousand, then I can go live on on YouTube as well. Okay. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, make sure that you go to the links that we will uh, put in the pinned comment and then we will um you know ask all the questions that you want or go go follow her page on instagram uh we, we found her page so we made sure to follow um, thank you everything. 
So you, you probably see me today. I just I just love uh, followed you. So okay, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, active on 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 Instagram, especially in my story. And you know, randomly I'll go live there. I'll post. You know, and it's already and it's a whole lot of content there already right now to catch up. All right, so everyone, late, late, ladies and gentlemen, um, like I said, make sure you check out that that information. And Letitia, we thank you for uh, stopping by, and um, you be good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and maybe I'll come back later after some more developments happen, and we can check back in and see what happens. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs>